0: You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Azakerly. And we are your hosts on this zany adventure. Um, It's about to be ready to have an adventure, (laughs) twisty, turny, whirly, swirly adventure. Yeah, yeah. We are actually going to record two episodes today, back to back. Yes, in preparation for Hurricane Ian is steamrolling its way towards Florida, where I am, and we are in prep. Well, we're we're prepped. We're prepped as we can be. I was just telling you we got the sandbags yeah. in front of the doors. We have stocked up on everything. We got the generator gassed up. And now we're just waiting. waiting. And thats I've seen a TikTok going around. It's the song from the beginning of um, Mary Poppins that Bert sings, The Winds in the East. Oh, yeah. It feels like something's about to blow in. And it's like I've never felt that song more like closely in my life (laughs) last night the sky here was freaking terrifying oh no did you send me a picture i uh elliot took one i'll have her send it to you but the sky was like a yellowish yellowish orange oh that's creepy it was it was you're looking outside (laughs) and you're like that's not right (laughs) that's not what color the sky is supposed to
1: be yeah every time that um nicole sends me pictures from over in california when there's like uh fires i'm like that's really
0: creepy <laughs> yeah this guy shouldn't look like that yeah no that's not that's not right yeah. but we've we're as prepped as we can be and now we're just good. we're just waiting yes. i i feel bad for my kids first of all i feel bad for them for more than one reason elliot is very much like me she internalizes things yeah so i've gotten no short of a million messages from her at school today that her stomach doesn't feel good and i okay. know it's just because she's nervous Yeah. Um, So I feel bad for them in that, you know, they don't know what's going to happen either. But the other thing is, we've talked before about uh, my anxiety. And when I'm anxious, I clean and I organize. (laughs) Yes. Those poor babies, (laughs) (laughs) they're about to be caught in the middle of me just cleaning and organizing this entire house (laughs) top to bottom, bottom. (laughs) <laughs> they're going to be like, mom, my underwear don't need to be color coordinated, by in rows. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But now we wait. Um, I do have to make a correction to something I said last week. Um, I made the comment that hurricane Dorian didn't make landfall. Yeah. I meant it didn't make landfall he- here in Florida. It yes. did hit the Bahamas. It did a whole lot of damage, uh, and I didn't mean to belittle anybody that you know experienced that. I was just referring to it not making landfall in Florida. So my apologies. Yeah. My apologies for yeah. saying that wrong. I did go and find those cookies. <laughs> you did. You <I> did.
1: <laughs> I do not like them. You don't like them. I do not like them. But I have never been a f- big fan of maple.
0: See, I love maple. Like Like maple fudge is my jam.
1: Yeah. No. Mm. I I love it. I don't like maple syrup. Like, I know I'm weird. I can get out. I'll see myself out. What
0: kind of (laughs) fucking alien creature are you? Who doesn't like maple
1: syrup? I don't. Like on my French toast, I'd rather just have butter and powdered sugar.
0: Because it makes frosting. Okay. (laughs) I'll give you that. I have been using the apple cider jam that trader joe's has on my waffles i did not see that there yeah i saw the pumpkin butter you need to try the apple cider jam okay that is the shit
1: well i found these they're not from trader joe's but they are it's called waterloo sparkling water and it's spiced apple flavor Mm. it literally tastes like i'm drinking sparkling
0: apple cider i love it so much well, that's yummy. Yeah. So you're drinking cider, and I'm I'm drinking a monster because that's what my anxiety <laughs> needs right now to be amped up a little bit. Give it more caffeine. Yeah. That's that's what I need. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Ten bucks says I end up painting something else in my house before <laughs> this is all over. <laughs> probably. You're gonna finish Ellie's door. Uh, uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Or I'm going to be like, you need an accent wall. Pick a wall, any wall. (laughs) We're
1: going to troll anything and everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, goodness.
1: I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised Ellie hasn't done that yet in her room.
0: Uh, She did take some of her um, costume makeup and draw on her walls with that. (laughs) But now every time she leans anything against it, it gets the costume makeup on it. Okay. (laughs) So no one can see how I just closed my eyes and shook my head. But so yeah. But we do have—I don't know if you remember these before we moved. Um, We have those two vintage movie posters that were framed in my living room before. One of them was um, Hell's Angels, and the other was Moon Over Miami. Yes, they're big, huge paintings, and they're—or excuse me—movie posters. They're up in our attic right now. And I think I could talk her into letting me paint an accent wall if I let her hang those after I did. Uh
1: We'll see. (laughs) Are you saying that
0: it would go badly and you need to cover it up? No, I'm just saying I need shit to do. Oh. (laughs) I can't I paint her sister's you. room again. I just painted that. And I can't paint their bathroom. I just did that. I love painted you the so doors. Much. <laughs> her room's the only room that hasn't been repainted.
1: And you've only been there for Shh. a couple years? <laughs> <Shh. sighs>
0: I have a problem this you is our do. forever house and so i think for the, the longest time in my life i felt like everything needed to be very neutral because you know it's not our forever house so you need to keep it neutral and now mm. i know this is the forever house and i can fully be myself here so i'm like oh you're taking you're embracing it you're
1: truly like embracing this is me this is me we're <laughs> Welcome gonna have to my home <laughs>
0: We're going to have an Edgar Allan Poe themed bathroom because damn it, that's who I am as a person. Dude, and I love it so Thank much. You. <laughs> it's I can't wait for you to see it in person. It's cool. I know. I know. I'm excited. All right. Okay. Well, we are still in our Halloween spooky season. Yes, we are. And today, we are going to be talking about the man that was the inspiration Behind Psycho, which in then turn was, you know, Bates Motel, the Texas Uh Chainsaw Massacre, Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. This guy was the inspiration for it all. (laughs) How fucked up does your life have to be? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Inspired. (laughs) several, Yeah. Creepy movies. How twisted do you have to be? For that to happen now we're gonna find out <laughs> you did ask in last week's episode you know what really s- spawned the the beginning of horror movies yes i did and ed gein is really the cause of it can you imagine what the movie landscape would look like if psycho never happened if texas chainsaw massacre never happened if silence of the lambs never happened like it would it would be completely different yeah yeah so
1: we'd have no exorcist and no the conjuring and Mm. nightmare on elm
0: street and michael myers there wouldn't be any of those things scream scream never would have happened yeah i don't want to thank this guy for what he did (laughs) but thank you for giving me scream thank you for horror movies all right now the man we're talking about today his name is ed gein wow and he did some really twisted shit uh <laughs> I don't know too much about him so I'm kind of excited to kn- There's
1: to a find lot this here. There's a lot. Um so will you Okay, so will your episode turn into a little extra? I don't know. Episode? We'll see. I've got okay. like six
0: pages of notes here. Okay. Um I do want to play a little bit of a game as we go along. Okay? <laughs> as you hear certain things and and I'll do it too. We'll both pick them out when we say when we hear it. If it reminds you of Psycho, if it reminds you of Norman <laughs> Bates, if it reminds you of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay, Buffalo Bill. When you hear the elements of them, shout it out because there's so many. <laughs> there's okay, so many. Um, this will be a fun game. It is. Uh, much Wait, Should the- I take shots every time? <laughs> <laughs> every time you. <laughs> Every but time I- we mention another crazy <laughs> oh. killer, uh, a lot of the information from here is coming from the book *Deviant*, which was written by Harold Schechner. Schechtner. Um, of course we have to put some trigger warnings on here. Our Obviously. boy, <laughs> our boy Ed, uh, was a grave robber. He what? was. He was a body part collector. Well, I knew that one. and a killer but um never a cannibal never a cannibal because even in ed's mind that went too far (laughs) that
1: that was just too much
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh no that's gross all these other things that he did that's fine but you eating them icky icky okay well everybody has boundaries (laughs) fun little side note before we get going here ed gein who, you know, we now have said he's he inspired all this crazy shit. He only killed two, possibly three people. What?
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's it? That's it. Like, not 10, 12, 15.
0: Like, two with the possible three. Two for sure. One, eh, we'll see as we get going if we think he did. But, yeah, two for sure. But do you know my what that jaw means? It's is on the floor. That means the other shit that he did is so icky <laughs> that it made up for the fact that he only killed two people. Oh, I'm glad there was only two people. Yeah. I'm not, yeah that I shouldn't say team. that. That's,
1: I'm not glad it was two people, but I'm glad there was not more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started. To tell Elle's story, Elle's, let's try that again. (laughs) Let's get started. To tell Ed's story, we journey to Plainville, Wisconsin. Right on the 50s is when uh, everything went down with Ed, but we're going to go back even further for this. George Gein, who was Ed's father. Okay.
1: And always comes back to the (laughs) dad.
0: Yeah. Um, He, when he was three years old. His entire family, except for him, died in a flash flood while they were traveling. Except for his dad? Except for George, three-year-old George. The rest of his family died in a flash flood. George, at three years old, somehow survived that. Okay. I don't understand how. <laughs> Was he in no. like a, a bassinet that floated? Like how, how did he survive it? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, But he he did not recover from losing his entire family that plagued him for a long time. As it would. You would be deathly afraid of water and.
1: Yeah, everything, everything.
0: Well, George spent his life drowning his sorrows in booze and suffering Mm -hmm. from bouts of crippling self-pity. He would spend days in a drunken stupor where he couldn't speak or even get off the couch. That's, that's all kinds of shit-faced. Yeah. Now, he, he wasn't a prize of a man at all. But when his future wife Augusta saw him, she was hooked. He had broad shoulders and what she called a regal stature. <laughs> So she decided he was going to be her man's. He was. He was <laughs> I big... love that
1: you just brought out the southern <laughs> accent.
0: <laughs> He's going to be your man's. Okay, Augusta. Oh, Augusta. She would later become Ed's beloved mother. Oh, psycho! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Townsfolk described her as. Not pretty, but a handsome woman. She was oh, strong so- stock. Yes. She was strong stock. Yeah, St- <laughs> stock. <laughs> Which is what every woman wants to hear, isn't it? Yeah. You're not pretty, but you're strong stock. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she was a hearty woman who was tough as nails, a stern disciplinarian, and deep in her faith okay she blamed all of the problems of the world on harlots and hussies (laughs) like one does yes (laughs) those two things together the harlots and the hussies there's Uh the 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 world is falling apart because of them and no harlots harlots
1: or hussies will be good enough for her son
0: yes yes they are the downfall of the entire world the harlots and the hussies She also believed that sex was intended for procreation only and nothing else. You were not to enjoy it. She would tell her boys if sex was meant to be for pleasure, God would have made it feel good. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) I can't... Poor George. George is oh. over there like I'm doing my fucking best, Augusta. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, yeah, sex is not something they were supposed to enjoy. You know, you know who it did enjoy sex? Harlots and Hussies. They <laughs> they enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the way we looked at me
0: you know (laughs) (laughs) the devil's vagina traps that's what the harlots and the hussies are (laughs) Oh, so George and Augusta made their vows before God but living, living happily ever after was definitely not in the cards for these two George didn't have an ounce of ambition to do anything but booze it up and Augusta, on the other se- other hand, was willing to work hard. This led to some to hellacious keep the hussies, the <laughs> harlots away. To keep the hussies and the harlots away, <laughs> gotta work hard to put that fence up, that, that hussy fence up. <laughs> um, these two would get into hellacious fights. And this, okay, it's not funny. Domestic abuse is never funny. No, it's but not. If you picture not. this in your head. Like, listen to what I'm saying and actually picture it. It is kind of funny. Okay. Augusta would mercilessly berate George until he snapped. And in a quote from the book Deviant, flail at her with open hands. So (laughs) flailing at somebody with open hands, I envision like this Kermit the Frog frantic slapping going on. Okay. (laughs) But when George would tire and stop. Augusta would fall to her knees and out loud, pray to God that George would drop dead. (laughs) Oh, this is not a healthy environment.
1: Not at all. And Ed Gein grew up in this.
0: Yeah. Okay, then. This is not an environment to bring kids into. No. But on January 17th, 1902, Henry Gein, who was Ed's older brother, was born. And Henry was arguably the most normal of the whole fucked up family. (laughs) (laughs) Like Henry, I really feel like he was just trying to keep his nose clean and get the hell out of there. Like, yeah, that's what he was trying
1: for. Like how you told me when I was growing up. Put your head down. Get your work done. Get good grades. Leave. Yeah. Get the <laughs> hell out, man. Just get the hell out. Uh-huh.
0: Unfortunately, Do everything you can to get out. There was nothing anybody in this family could have done to escape the Gene curse. There was. There, they <sighs> were all... They were all... Sorry, I had to get a drink of my master so I can keep my anxiety flowing. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't calm you down? <sighs> talking about Ed Gein oh I'm going to pause here for just a minute I am such a weirdo I was watching the the Dahmer show and they mentioned Ed Gein in one episode yeah my ass sat up and was on the edge of the couch like what are they going to say tell me more <laughs> and then of course because I'm a dork about shit like this with the part that they do show I was like that's not how it happened <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's not what happened. That's not what happened.
0: Anyways. Oh, where were we? Okay, so Henry was born, and then four years later is when Ed came into the world. Um, things to know about Ed. <laughs> Pretty much everybody who ever crossed bat- paths would hit with him would say he was a bit of an oddball everybody like that was general consensus it was a bit of an oddball so Mm -hmm. if anyone if everyone is saying that about you you're clearly sending out some weird vibes into the world yeah okay um he always had this like vacant eyed lopsided grin on his face and would laugh at really weird times which is really creepy (laughs) (laughs) A little. Just like smiling and laughing all the time. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Um, One kind of sad thing. He had one eye that drooped lower than the other. And because kids are assholes, when he was younger, um, they would call him... Where'd it go? I just lost... Oh, they would would call him Saggy Baggy Eye. Because... (laughs) Yeah, kids, kids are assholes. Because it rhymes, and kids are assholes. That's why they would do that. Another thing Ed wanted to be a lady real, real bad. Okay, real, real bad. At that time, that wasn't an option, it wasn't accepted. Nope. So, as we will learn later, he picked uh, the worst fucking way possible to act on this desire. <laughs> for on this that later this wasn't just
1: sneaking away and dressing up in your closet
0: nope <laughs> like that that should if he took the norman bates route and just dressed in ladies clothing put on a wig okay okay ed you do you that's fine that's not what happened ah <laughs> uh, <sighs> we'll more, more on that to come stay tuned Okay, so to Ed, Augusta was everything. She she was his best friend, his confidant, his savior, the other half of his heart, all that sappiness. The sun rose and set on Augusta's ass according to him. Uh-huh. Remind you of anybody? <laughs> Norman. Norman Bates, yeah. yeah, Norman Bates. That is completely Norman Bates. Um, speaking of Norman Bates, what Augusta did next is also along the same lines. When Henry and Ed were young, Augusta opened up a grocery store in the Cross, Wisconsin. Women were not business owners during this time. No, but George wasn't doing a damn thing to provide for his family, and Augustus a, a hard as nails chick she's not going to let her family starve because he won't get off his ass so she grabbed the idea by the balls and ran with it S- opened her own grocery store so female grocery store owner female hotel owner again the, the similarities similarities uh, sim- similarities are there <laughs> there you go that was hard. That was hard. Words are hard. They are. Augusta's whole family relied on her and she delivered. Well, three years later, she decided, in addition to this, that they should be farmers. So in 1913, oh. <laughs> in 1913 they moved to a farm on the outskirts of Plainville. The same farm that would later be the scene of all of Ed's grisly acts. Now, what was the appeal of this move to Augusta? The extreme isolation the house had to offer by being in the middle of nowhere. What was Mm. she trying to isolate? Funny you should ask. See, Ed was having a, a rough time at school. He was getting picked on, and he was a sensitive boy. And like I said, these little assholes were calling him saggy baggy eye. So Augusta felt complete isolation is what her special little guy needed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's what you do with a troubled kid. Just shut him away from the world and hope the problem resolves itself. Nope. <laughs> no. But you know what he would be safe from on a farm out in the middle of nowhere? Prying eyes. The hussies and the harlots. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that too. <laughs> yep. They both de- definitely couldn't corrupt him if they were out in the middle of nowhere. Now, this next part, it's, it's, it's kind of sad. I mean, it's sad for young Ed. I don't excuse older Ed for what he did, but this part for a kid, this sucks. When he went to school, anytime he would try to make a, or he would be close to making a friend, he would come home and he would want to tell Augusta about it because like I said, she was his confidant. So he'd come running home from school and talk to her about somebody that had played with him at recess or talked to him. And he was excited about it because all little kids want friends. And Augusta, would then launch into all of the ways that the child's family were horrible sinna- sinners, and tell him that he should avoid that kid and keep his distance. Okay, so a little bit of this sounds like the Water Boy, <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates. Yeah, I can see that. That's funny. Um, it's, I'm never going to be able to unsee that now. I actually. Know. Uh, she warned him all the time that when he was out of her sight he wasn't safe and that... (laughs) Yes! This is a water boy! See? He could have become a water boy or he could have become Ed Gein. That whole movie could have gone one way or the other. (laughs) He chose the killing path. Yeah. If only he could have become a water boy somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for decades. And I mean from when they were little to when these when Henry and Ed were grown-ass men like in their 30s. Each night the two would sit on the floor at the foot of Augusta's rocking chair and settle in to her to listen to her read selected Bible passages. The most common ones that she selected any that warned of the sins of the flesh. <laughs> of course, because of the harlots and the hussies. Upon finishing her nightly readings, she would encourage them to masturbate instead because the sin of self love was pre- preferable to defiling themselves in the arm of a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. While she watched. Um, I don't know exactly how these bunny ears, bunny ears lessons went, but in the book, it does state that she taught the boys how to masturbate. I don't know what that means. I think there's a part of me that doesn't want to know what that means. You don't. That's definitely a sexual
1: like um, predator right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's why uh, she moved them out Mm mm-hmm yeah and warned them of all other women she wanted them to be reliant only on her for uh, all of their needs gross no no yeah yeah well when henry was 38 and ed was 34 old george finally drank himself to death i think that was longer than george thought he was gonna Hold on to (laughs) be perfectly honest. George was like, finally! Good lord! (sighs) Um, Henry and Ed became the men of the house. And Henry did try to rise to the occasion. He got a job overseeing a crew on a public works project. And he he was trying to break free from Augusta. He even tried to encourage Ed to do the same. Which... He wanted nothing to do with that. (laughs) Um, He brought up to his brother that Ed might be a little bit too attached to their mother. And for a time, it seemed that Ed took this to heart. He tried to enlist in the army, but the army said, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah how'd that go <laughs> comes in there with that grin i want to i want to join the army <laughs> oh, thank you
1: <laughs> we're why good. don't you go
0: back on home son <laughs> yeah you know what we're good we're good yeah. we have all the soldiers we need forever we're good
1: yep um so all these people that turned him away they could
0: have changed the outcome of this story I mean, what would have happened if he joined the army? He, maybe he would have broken that tie with his mom. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I have to wonder if Henry planting these seeds of doubt in Ed's mind had anything to do what, with what happened three years after their father's death. That is when Henry Gein died under suspicious circumstances. Okay. And this may or may not have been Ed's first kill. It's never been confirmed that Ed killed his brother. However, Where did he die yet? There was a runaway brush fire and Henry's body was found near it, but there were no burn marks on him or his clothes. yeah okay. Ed was the one who Bunny ears, Bunny ears found him. and the 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 police and you know medical examiners and everything that came along thought maybe Henry had inhaled too much smoke, and that's what caused it. But how could that be possible if there was like no marks anywhere on him? If he's breathing in enough smoke, to scorch his lungs from the inside there would have to be some sort of smell or something yeah on him yeah no 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 also here's the other thing there's the brush fire and then ed got the police out there and somehow was able to just take the police right to where his brother's body was oh look there he is If you didn't know he was there, if he was actually missing, how did you walk right to him? Right. Yeah, that
1: doesn't add
0: up. Mm -mm. Not at all. Uh, My opinion on this is that Henry made Ed doubt his relationship with Mother, so Ed killed him. Probably. Did you watch Bates Motel through the whole thing? No. No. Okay, I think well, I got
1: into not even the first season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a character in it named Dylan, who is Norman's brother, and through the series, he's often trying to get him to break his ties with Norma, and I, I can, I can see that. I can see the similarities between these two cases in that. Yeah. Also. <laughs> I always thought the guy that played Dylan was really cute. And then we were watching I was watching it with Elliot and Madeline and they were like, huh, Dylan looks like Uncle Scott. And now I can't <laughs> fucking unsee it. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, well, never mind of that. Now it's weird.
1: <laughs> now I'm gonna have to check it
0: out. And see what my yeah. husband looks like. <laughs> he's he's like a short version of Scott. Oh, okay. With a six pack. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway okay so ed finally has what he want what he always wanted it's just him and augusta together now everybody else is out in the way. this isolated farmhouse uh-huh unfortunately this little nirvana would be very temporary not long after henry's death augusta had a stroke And was in and out of the hospital for months. That's not good. Yeah. Before her body could ever truly heal, she had a second stroke and died. Now Ed is alone in that isolated farmhouse, all by himself, with nobody to hold him back anymore. All his family died. Yeah.
1: Just like George's.
0: Yeah. Dude was broken we're talking at her funeral he was wailing sobbing blubbering he was he couldn't even speak of his mother without just completely breaking down um and if you think about it from the other side like augusta had always told him that the world was just this atrocious evil place right and now he's all alone in it which again it's it, you want to feel bad for him, but knowing what's coming, like, you can't. You can't. Yeah. No. So, uh, left alone on that farm. He did the only thing that he really could do and went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, for, but I mean, he, he tried to keep himself busy. Um, he took odd jobs. He worked as a handyman from time to time. And as a babysitter. Who in the... <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, seriously, who thought that that was a good idea?
0: I'm here to watch your kids. <laughs> no, nope. fuck, no you're Bye. not. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there are people on this planet who uh, trusted Ed Gein with their children. No, no. Yeah. Uh, it, now, I will say he never did anything to any kids. But, I mean, still. <laughs> no, no. Um, p- people in town said that Ed was polite and shy for the most part. The only people who got really creepy vibes from him were women who said he would just stare at them until, like, it made them really uncomfortable. He would just sit and, like, stare.
1: (laughs) He just wanted to know where they got their clothes. Their skin. Their skin.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay. So, eight years of isolation went by. During that time, Ed slipped full on into madness. In fact, he admitted later on when he was, you know, talking to the police that he started seeing things and hearing the voice of his mother.
1: I was going to say his mother. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Psycho again. (laughs) Exactly.
0: He never confessed to what she was saying to him, but uh, I think it's safe to say it wasn't like daily affirmations or words of encouragement no she wasn't like you got
1: this ed it was go kill those hussies and
0: harlots (laughs) yeah around this time a woman by the name of mary hogan caught ed's eye like his mother mary was a business owner um she also had the same kind of uh hardy stock type build
1: that as his mother. His mother.
0: Mm-hmm. He had and a type. She, <laughs> she bore a striking resemblance to Augusta. Um, and the worst temptation to Ed yet is Mary was wait for it nice to him. Mm-hmm. That that pisses me off. She was just polite to him. and Yeah hmm well that and her resemblance to his mother was enough for ed to develop a huge crush on her but he, he became stalkerish that... oh yeah. <laughs> more than that <laughs> okay he was taught that women were harlots and hussies so the feelings that he developed for her drove him over the edge On December 8th, 1954, Ed shot Mary in the head while she was closing up her shop. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But he didn't stop there. No, no, he wasn't done. He took her body to his house, strung her up, cut off the pieces of her that he wanted to keep and burned the rest. Oh, dear. Ah, Oddly enough, he couldn't stand the sight of blood. In those moments where he was doing these acts, he later described that a daze would come over him, and he didn't even know what, what he was doing. You know, like his mother was taking over. <laughs> this guy, like, for legit, was Norman Bates. Yeah. In the days that follow, people were, of course, looking for Mary. When asked if he had seen her since she went missing, Ed would joke, she's not missing. She's at the house right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And nobody questioned him. And Nobody stopped him. Nobody went to his house to be like, did you kidnap her?
0: No, they thought he was just, you know, trying to be funny. No, legit. Legit. She's at his fucking house. Ugh. Three years later, her head would be found in a bag in his kitchen. Oh, shit. You, you got to think that the people were going, like, oh, he was serious. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I missed that. Fucked hearts. <laughs> yeah. Well, after playing with Mary's body, Ed found. He really enjoyed that particular pastime so that's when he became a grave robber and he started digging up the bodies of middle-aged women he would cut up the corpses, sew parts together in different ways and sexually assault the dead bodies Ugh. yeah <laughs> in fact he thought He could raise the dead with his sexual prowess. (laughs) Your face right now is fucking amazing. No, 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 no. He believed himself to have a Frankenweenie, Sandra. (laughs) He thought he could resurrect the dead with Uh, one thrust of his Frankenweenie. Oh, it was (laughs) Franken-something. I need you to know in my notes for that. I wrote, that's gross, Daisy. Don't actually say that. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Even I can't hold me back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, as I stated before, Ed really wanted to be a woman. He did. The only solution he could see to that problem was to make a woman suit for himself. Texas Out Chainsaw of massacre. Uh, that one's more Buffalo Bill. Really? Yeah. He, no, because Leatherface. Yeah, Texas that's Chainsaw. just the face. Um, okay. This, he actually made a suit for himself out of their flesh. Okay. He made a mam- mammary vest out of the tor- tan torso of a large breasted woman that he could fasten around himself. And he would then wear to dance in the moonlight. You know. As, <laughs> as one, one does. does. <laughs> yeah. Now this part, this is your Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He would he had nine masks that were made out of human faces. And one of them had red lipstick smeared across the mouth. So it was very similar to... Okay. the Texas- you know?
1: <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre like scared... Nicole and I watched that when we were uh-huh. in high school a lot. And so we were watching the remake and I love Rita, but I hated her at this moment. <laughs> Rita is Nicole's grandma. Yeah. We were sitting at the couch watching the movie and like, we get scared. And, yeah. like We're screaming, having fun, joking around. And then something hits the glass window. It's like a slide glass slider door that's right next to the couch. So Nicole and I jump and run and go to the living room where we're like peeking out the window because we're like, okay, Rita's home. Then we don't see her car. So then something taps the window in the front. So then we run to Nicole's room. Something taps up there. We run back to the living room, turn on all the lights. And Rita comes in and she goes, you guys are so gullible. Oh, my gosh. We literally – like four scary movies in a row like you can't (laughs) do this to us
0: she's like why didn't anybody grab a phone we were too busy running and screaming logical thought had no place here none she goes you'd be the first to die exactly you are not the last girls
1: (laughs) Uh. that's funny
0: So yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's the cutting off the the faces and smearing lipstick on it. That's where they got the idea for that, right there. Um, But his desecration of these corpses didn't stop there. This (sighs) next one is probably the most disturbing one for me. Well, you remember he really wanted to be a girl. Yeah. So he would cut the vaginas off the corpses and drape them over his bits so he could pretend he was a girl. Oh my. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's disturbing. Uh-huh. Okay, so, um, safe to say Ed's gone completely batshit. It was at this time that he saw Bernice Warden who, unfortunately, bore that same kind of resemblance to Augusta. Ugh. And you know what that means. She died. She's <laughs> Yeah, he's got it out for her. Now, Ed viewed Bernice as a sinner because her husband was married when they met. And her husband, her now, at that time, husband, strayed to be with her. And when his wife found out, she committed suicide. Okay. So, As far as Ed was concerned, that proved what his mother said was true. Women were hussies and harlots that needed to be punished. (sighs) And that meant it was time for him to kill again. The day before he was going to kill her, he went to her store to buy some antifreeze. Her grown son was working there that day, and Ed pressed him for intel about his mother the next day the son was supposed to be going hunting and ed was asking all sorts of questions about how long are you going to be gone is bernice going to be here in the store by herself all day long is anybody else coming in Was well, she'll be here all alone like he's really pressing this. selling this too much yeah enough to where the son is like okay dude calm down yes she's going to be by herself i'm going hunting it's it's going to be okay like Well, then Ed ended up leaving without the antifreeze. He didn't even buy it. So basically he came in and asked all these questions about Bernice and then just left without what what he came to get. Well, the next day he came back and he bought the antifreeze that he hadn't bought the day before. And then he was talking to Bernice and he told her he was thinking of trading in his rifle. For one of the ones they sell there and asked if he could see one of them. She handed it to him. He dropped a bullet into it and shot her right then and there.
1: Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Her son came back the next day, found blood everywhere, but his mother and the cash register were both missing. But that's not all he found. He also found a receipt for antifreeze and then remembered Ed had been in the day before. He had been asking all these questions. He was supposed to buy antifreeze, but left without it. So the son was like calling the cops. (laughs) Yeah, he called the cops. This is what happened. My mother's missing. So police then go to um, the Gein house. Now, I told you in the Dahmer movie that they showed this scene where officers burst in and they find Bernice, like, right there. That's yeah. not actually how it happened. What actually happened is the police officers went into the darkened house, couldn't see anything right away, but the office, an officer felt something bump his leg, so shined his light in that direction, and that's when he realized that what brushed him was Bernice's body hung upside down, decapitated um, (sighs) nailed to boards like the whole bit so that's how that actually played out But, (laughs) but that's not all they found so they found Bernice's decapitated corpse, she had been gutted, was hanging upside down, they found organs in jars, skulls made into soup bowls A belt made of human nipples. (laughs) Yeah. Because sometimes you're getting dressed and you're like, you know what really set off this dress? A belt made of nipples.
1: I don't need a stud belt. I need a nipple belt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gloves and lampshades made of human skin. Even flesh stretched over a chair in the most horrific reupholstering job ever. Oh, yes. Gross. In 1958, Gein was found unfit to stand trial and was committed to Central State Hospital. When his health began to fail, he was transferred to Mendota Mental Facility, where he eventually died of cancer. But here's the thing that blows my mind. Guess what year he finally died? what year 1984 oh that means when psycho came out when texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> the original came out this he son of a bitch there. was still alive oh and he probably
1: got off on the fact that he knew that they made these after him yeah they probably he's didn't like, let him watch them
0: but... He's like elbowing people yeah they based that on me that's, that's me yeah he was still alive when this shit was coming out uh, I don't know why that blew my mind, but it, I just, I guess I picture Edgate in like the 1950s and he was just frozen there forever in time. I didn't realize yeah. that like he had lived for that much longer after that.
1: I mean, that would only put him at, what, if he was 34 in the 50s?
0: He was in his 80s. He was like 84 oh, when he 80s, died. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was, he was 84 when he died.
1: Holy shit.
0: But in 84, you hadn't been born yet. You were born in 89? 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. So I was alive at the point when he died. So you weren't.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I've always, I don't know why, but you were born in 77. I was born in 88. And I don't know why, but I can't wrap my head around that and think that that's 11 years. Like I always say it's 10, but it's actually 11. (gasps) i had 11 whole years
0: on this planet before you were born
1: Uh but scott looked at me and he goes no that's 11 i was like no it's 10 11 (laughs) i've always (laughs) said that wrong i don't know why but the 77 the 88 always like
0: oh that's 10 years just it's it's not that's yeah it's 10 plus one i know So there you have it. Now you know a little bit more about Ed Gein and all the shit that he did that inspired all these all that craziness. Crazy. Crazy yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. Did you out of the
1: things that he made Norman Bates and Psycho is your
0: favorite. I love Psycho and Bates Motel. I absolutely love those. Um, I've the the actor that plays Norman Bates in the series, he's now on the show The Good Doctor. The good, I was going to say The Good Doctor. He is brilliant on that show. When he he's good, he's good on The Good Doctor too. But on Bates Motel, without his face changing at all, there was a look in his eye that you could see, like when a flip had been switched, and he was going from Norma or from Norman to Norma, and it was. The fact that that guy didn't end up winning an Emmy for that role blows my mind because it's very similar to like Evan Peters, how with their (sighs) face not changing that just the look in their eye says everything. Dude, Evan Peters, man, he's got it going on right now. Here's what I want to know about Evan Peters. Does he have a good support system? Because I really feel after, (laughs) I really hope he's got like people that are just, hey, man, you right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to have to go back and watch Norman. You need to. Or the Bates Motel. Like I start, okay, I need good. to stop waiting for my husband to watch things and just finish things without him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the first, like, the first few seasons of, of Bates Motel, it's good. It, it's a good show. I love the whole thing. But the last two seasons is when you really see Norman become the norman bates that we all know and the last season kind of mirrors the movie psycho but in a different way than what we've seen before and it's okay it's amazing it's so good highly recommend it
1: and wasn't the movie like christian bale that played american psycho or is that a remake um that's
0: something totally different that's based on a different book oh was it yeah american psycho is
1: something different
0: Mm oh yeah but I don't was, think I've ever seen. I've never watched that one all the way through, but I know it's something totally different. It's not this one. There was a remake of Psycho that was done where Vince Vaughn played Norman Bates. I don't know if I've seen that. And Anne Heche played, um, she did the infamous shower scene. Okay. They did the entire movie shot by shot to mirror the original Psycho. Okay. But it wasn't in black and white. It was in color um
1: so i don't think i've seen psycho ever
0: really american psycho yeah you you need to watch you need to watch it it's it's a classic it's a classic for a reason um the shower scene is you know it's cinematic history right there it's so good so okay definitely check that out so i have homework you do. But now you can watch it and be like, there's a dude that was really this crazy. Yeah. Please don't be that crazy. <laughs> just, please don't. Be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Sandra, why don't you tell the people where they can find us if they want to speak to us or shoot us any story ideas or even talk to us about Ed Gein a little bit. Uh, you can find us on Facebook
1: at The Mimesis Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at The Mimesis Podcast. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at mimesis underscore podcast.
0: Okay. So there you go. That was Ed Gein, and we will roll on next week with an all-new Spooky Season episode. Yep. Unless my house gets blown away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to go record next yeah let's do that now just in case my house gets blown away
1: please don't let your house get blown away I know I really like my house I'll be bummed I really like your house and I really want you to be safe I love you love you <laughs> okay until next time bye, bye.